0: It's a very very late friday night as your commissioner is joined by the trophy husband mr robbie fetcher say hello fetch hello and mr justin mccord our 2011 champion when i move you move justin you in the building i am here the one thing that i'm happy about guys is that we have wonderful football matchups uh, in week five to and and i think we have point scoring this week that are going to shake up our leaderboard. Let's start with one of the most explosive games that I like. And, you know, I always like this game. Las Vegas Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs. Fetch, I'll start with you because you are the Chiefs lover. Tell me what you are going to do with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Is he an
1: every week star for you? And does he run shot over the Raiders? Uh, He's definitely an every-week starter for me because he's such a part of the red zone and the touchdown. We talked last week, even though he had a very difficult matchup, he he was highly productive, as that whole team was, against a great Tampa Bay defense. Uh, They really went out and set a tone and basically put the NFL on notice that maybe we are uh, the Chiefs of old. You know, Patrick Mahomes,
0: um, when he's healthy, uh, you can see the difference I, th- I think we didn't know how much his game he's so talented last year when he had the foot injury and, and in it, 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 it he was still able to play at such a high level but we forget how high that level can be when everything's firing on the right cylinders justin we had some surprises last week for a lot of fantasy players who have consistently been down on josh jacobs and he ran like all of us who believe in jacobs thought that he could and hoped that he would. Does he continue it against the Chiefs?
2: Probably not. Why? Well, the Chiefs are probably going to get out ahead, mm-hmm. and it's going to make those runs a little less useful. They also have the number one rushing defense in the NFL right now mm-hmm. as far as yards allowed, so that's not looking great either for Mr. Jacobs. Mm-hmm. So while he's important, unless the Raiders are able to hang with this chief Chiefs offense throughout the game, I don't see how – Jacobs can repeat what he did last week. And that's exactly what happened this past week when
0: um, the the Chiefs kicked off to Tampa and the kick returner fumbled the ball and allowed the Chiefs to go up immediately. And it ended up being a 10-point game. They gave them the first touchdown on the kickoff turnover. And Leonard Fournette never could get on track. So I think it's fair enough to say that Jacobs owners can revert to an understanding that he's looking more like a typical game of 60 yards and a couple uh, balls to be caught. That might be as much as you can hope for against the Chiefs that are playing such great run defense. They don't play such great pass defense, though, and that is where Mr. Carr may be able to answer the bell. Fetch, what's the update on Renfro? You've been running around with girls all day, so
1: obviously you should know. I mean, there's still a chance, got to clear that, concussion protocol. Okay,
0: what does he bring back to this team? How does he help the other players? Is there an element in this offense that we can see the other players missing? For instance, I believe part of Waller's lack of productivity has been the fact that Moreau was not available last week and Waller was used more as an inline tight end. Uh, That may be true. That may not be true. Uh, your thoughts on any, any commentary on Renfro? And you may not have even thought about
2: it, fetch, but it's, no. he, know, did, he did practice today. Yeah. All right. Today being Friday.
1: So Here's the big deal with, with Renfro. They, they call him third and Renfro. A team needs to create a little rhythm. It's hard to get that if you're not making mm-hmm. first downs. Derek Carr, finding him on the third and medium, third and four, third and five, where that slot receiver so quick can make a quick move and get open away from the uh, nickel uh, corner, that's where okay. Renfro is so valuable. And that helps the other players because it gets the offense going, gets sure. there more opportunities for other players. Uh, a unknown stat or, or something people don't look at enough is plays run. Yes, and, and yes. third down efficiency really creates uh-huh. an opportunity to have those extra plays, which gives everybody more
0: opportunity. And as Justin says, against the stout Chiefs run defense, a third and three might be third and Renfro instead of uh, third and Josh Jacobs. Well, and
2: Mahomes and, and Carr, their completion percentage and yardage are almost identical. Uh-huh. The difference is it's eleven touchdowns for Mahomes were six for Carr, yeah. and two interceptions for Mahomes were four for Carr. And that's where that efficiency comes into play. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, <laughs> the greatest efficient pass catcher
0: in the red zone is one tight end, Travis Kelsey. And anybody that has that player is it. with Patrick Mahomes in the lineup has it, got a great chance to be a winner this weekend. Uh, the over-under on this game is in the low 50s. I expect it to go over. As I expect the Raiders offense to come together through the air. And once again, everyone, Matt Collins is in my lineup. Despite his six-point performance last week, he caught a touchdown, was ruled out um, with a foot over the uh, – So Matt I think Collins. they call that not a touchdown. It is not a touchdown, but he caught a – but <laughs> let me rest it. <laughs> he caught a ball in the end zone. So he was still – you know, in a team that is struggling for red zone targets, he's still getting them. And targets don't pay, but it may well – May well play against the Chiefs. Giants at Packers. Who would have thought, guys, that Barclay would be getting 30 carries a game? He got 31 last week. He got some direct snaps. He caught some passes. This is the number one point scoring running back in all the fantasy football. Justin, how many times you have it? Uh, everywhere were possible. No? I mean, that's I, I, five. Yeah. maybe. Well, it was always possible. It was always possible. You know, mm, did you take yeah. him in the second round when you said possible? Yeah, like, What well, you're saying possible. you never put him in the first round, no, I did. Yeah, nobody else did either.
2: No, I did, and others did. Possibly.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah,
2: okay, a lot of people did with the 12th pick. Uh, no, yeah, yeah it'd be uh, 10th for me. Mm.
0: No, you're very good. Uh, interesting stat, guys. Uh, if you had, if I were to ask you which running back is carrying the ball more for the Packers. Uh, Dylan or Jones, which one would you say? You'd probably say Jones, right? I'd, no, I'm a contrarian, uh, so I'd say Dylan. I mean, well, like you would be games. right, Mr. Contrarian. And it's ten carries so so far. Uh, of course, Jones has all the pass catching, twelve catches out of the backfield. This is a game fetch where I think both those players are starts, and they're always starts, I guess. But in Dylan's case, he's on he's on. Uh, on pace to carry the ball 240 times this year he carried it 187 last year 240 carries this year from a running back Uh, I I don't think he will keep that pace but if he does man what a steal that what a steal that player was where he was being drafted six seven or eight right Six, seven, or, eight, fifth right or six. fifth or six fifth or six what yeah, I would okay. say
1: but still it's a steal you can and, tell
0: you guys can tell I draft everything yeah. earlier before we get to before or you do it in the FFC tie- but
2: yeah. we talked about this before the season started yeah in that Dylan was more productive in games and were in which Jones was active because this is mm. a team that can use can, can change pace with two different running backs or put them on the field at the same time mm. while other teams and this is you know before Javante Williams got hurt would keep switching up and not allowing guys to get into a rhythm to the to the uh, hindrance of the backs. Now, yeah. here Green Bay is doing it very well. Yeah, well, I love the things that Green Bay is doing, and I love
0: the fact that Romeo Dubs is rostered on some of my teams and he'll be in my lineup uh, going forward and going through. Man, for the Giants' benefit, I hope some of the guys get healthy. Fetch, predict the future for me. When Kadarius Tony gets healthy, will he do anything for fantasy football players?
1: I believe he will. They need something besides Barkley on this offense and he is that spark uh, if he can stay healthy. That's the the if in his career as a second year guy. He's you know, he's been inactive more than he's been
0: active. Justin, we don't need him. I don't have him except one or two spots, but if you do, do you see Aaron Rodgers changing to a quarterback that'll get you 25 to 30 points instead of 18 to 20. Probably not. Okay. Well, you can bury that. You can bury that then with uh, maybe a bi-week start. Chargers at Browns. This is a game that I have been looking forward to because I believe that the quarterback uh, is going to step up here, uh, Justin Herbert, and have another 300-yard plus game. Guys, last week, when I was with Balky, we talked about the offensive lineman, sixth-round draft pick that was drafted to be an interior lineman. Sauer is his name, out of Georgia. He was drafted to be an interior lineman in the sixth round. He started at left tackle uh, last week against Houston Texans for the Los Angeles Chargers, and Herbert never once hit the ground. Uh, he covered the blind side beautifully for the Charger quarterback. And at the end of the game, they gave him the game ball. And I, I this is my favorite story uh, from the NFL last week. Chargers continue uh, fetch one of your all-time favorites, Keenan Allen. Is he back in the
1: lineup this week? No, he is not. He's Another
0: Keenan yeah. Allen out. Is Joshua Palmer in the
1: lineup this week? Uh, still got a chance to be, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you
0: are going to cast your fortunes uh, with one Mr. Uh, Mike Williams. And Austin Eckler of the Chargers, Eckler uh, sure looked good when he got in a little space last week, didn't he?
1: We also have to mention uh, Gerald Everett, who mm-hmm. had a good game. Yeah, I think you've got to continue. I mean, you got one play. of the you got the best in yardage passing offenses
2: against one of the <laughs> worst <laughs> yes. passing defenses. Yeah, and yeah. then you flip it as far as rushing goes; it's almost the other way around. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what it's going to be.
0: It's. Um, and, and do you guys see the Chargers ruling in this game? Or do you see a closer game than I see? Because I see – I don't see how the, the, the tempo, turnovers, things like that might help the Browns. But I, I think the Chargers are firing on all cylinders now. Fetch, am I off, am I off base you're, this? you're
1: off. This Cleveland lineup uh, roster is really good. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is an RB1 in their – starting to, to send him more. And in a really home road split with this being at Cleveland, Amari Cooper, for some reason, shows up at home and something happens when he's at the hotel on the thing. Because he, <laughs> he does not. I mean, he's oh, a, we, we he's bragged two, about him last week and we were two, wrong. We? He's had two great games, both in Cleveland. And two horrific games both on the road. We're I back could agree Cleveland. there's
2: probably very little distraction in Cleveland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh I'll have to
0: ask Jason Conn. You can find a good and John Anderson all the boys up in Cleveland.
2: Uh Justin, are you are you siding with Fetch or are you siding with me on the Chargers? I'm with you. Yeah. Uh I think yeah, sure they're gonna pound the ball with Chubb, but ultimately this is they're gonna need Amari Cooper to step up. And even if that happens, it might not be enough.
0: Who scores first in this game I think might have a lot to do with determining the tempo. Tempo at the Jags this weekend. The Texans roll into town. You know, what kept me from drafting Trevor Lawrence more when I looked at last year was the touchdown to interception ratio, something I always look at in quarterbacks. 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, but then I just I just wanted to throw away everything about the team last year but I couldn't quite get away from that number this year much better and what I like to see the Jags uh, quarterback nine touchdowns two interceptions so far if I'm right about those numbers a rushing attack that uh, even though James Robinson was thwarted last weekend he'll get back on pace against the Texans Texans will play you a good hard game but the Jags got a lot of offensive Uh, weapons. I want to go to two of them quickly. Despite the fact that they gave him a lot of money, Fetch, I think you were a reluctant supporter of Christian Kirk in Jacksonville. Do you have
1: Christian Kirk, and is he an every week starter for you now? I I do have Christian Kirk on three or four teams, Mm -hmm. and uh, yes, you you have to start him, especially in a game like this, but uh, he seems to be the go-to guy for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Etienne and Robinson, you starting both of them this week? Starting Robinson, I'm still a little iffy. No a little iffy.
0: iffy.
2: I think this is a great get back, get right game for Etienne. Yeah, I think we, so we
1: thought it was going to be last week. Now, yeah, whether yeah, he doesn't
0: affect you, I appreciate you because you said you do not fear, nor are you worried about Etienne. You just you 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 can be hesitant. You know, over on the Texan side of the ball. Um, Brandon Cooks is, is always good or usually good for fantasy points despite what the score of the game is. I want to talk to you, Justin, mm-hmm. about Nico Collins. Nico Collins is a player that with a lot of potential in this offense, up and down performances. Um, is, is he going to break loose and pay the dividends that we think? Think that that potential was there.
2: I think he will. I don't think it's going to be this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did pick him up in a couple places where was he free. Yeah, a couple owners that were were frustrated and had let him go, uh, which I think. Well, I I don't know what their situation is, but that's not 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 the move I would have made. But uh, this offense is getting better for the Texans. Mm -hmm. It has not produced any wins as of yet, and I don't think it will this weekend. But it is getting better. Um, the fetch
0: anything. Is there a player here that we're missing that you wish
1: to talk about? Well, you got to bring up the running back and what a game he had last week. Pierce and Pierce. You see, I throw, I throw mm-hmm. fetch a big
0: old softball, mm-hmm. and he says, "Well, you got to bring up the running back." Or you say, "I threw it up to fetch like that." Where he could just fall on the ball and but you know he wants to he
2: wants it to sound like thursday night football you? where you're throwing a ball up yeah just it. throwing
0: it up there. bet you're so right and uh, how did you guys handle
1: pierce in the draft i did not get him enough as he was flying up the boards, ah, but i do gotcha. have him on uh, two teams got you justin you I took him in the 10th
2: round uh-huh. Uh, of an early draft he, he's starting this week in the flex position a very deep at running back on that team uh-huh. uh and i no i did not pay any of can, the sixth or fifth round prices
1: for can him. i can i get woo, justin is starting a running back in the flex position it's highly I thought, unusual I thought that was a right no line. no for the highly unusual, unusual when you
2: got uh yeah it would normally be but when you got three like that it's uh, fetch when
0: i move you move hey you know i i i really like what uh I really like what is happening at Tampa, despite the fact that they can't win. The greatest thing I have that I liked about it this week is Cole Beasley realized that it's time to move on. And Cole Beasley has moved out. I loved the fact the return of Evans and what he brought to the team last week. Uh, Now we have the Falcons at the Bucks. or is it in Atlanta, Pitch? No, well, it? it's in Tampa. It's in Tampa this week. So the, so the Falcons are headed to the Bucks. They're going in without Kyle Pitts. They're tied in. I wonder how much the injury has played in his lack of productivity this year. They're going in without l Patterson, who is a, somewhat of a game changer at the running back position. Uh, who is going to step up? For a team fetch you said less than 100 yards you were damn near close Mariota with about 120 yards last week passing now he goes against a team that is very difficult to run the ball against um and and he'll be moving with uh two younger players one of which Allgaier and it is certainly a player that I would would uh would set on the bench this weekend Bucks are getting healthy you really like the Bucks this weekend fetch uh, is it is it start
1: all players in, in the Buccaneer uniforms? I would start as many as I could. Even uh, White, the, am I pronouncing Yeah, one? Rashad White had a great Rashad game. White it looked so much better. More importantly, it looked like the Bucks and Tom trusted him, uh-huh. which means he will get more third downs and more uh, carries. They have to give Fournette a break. He was at a pace – of over 80 snaps, I believe it was, oh, in the wow. first three games. And they got to find a way to give him some rest. And I think that, uh, even though they lost the game with the Chiefs, that kind of story really bodes well for that offense in Tampa Bay. And all the receivers starting to get healthy. Tom will get that connection. This is a get-right game <coughs> for them, uh, the Falcons with the injury to Patterson and Pitts. I mean, I it, special it teams 19. turnover last week. And I, you know, the Bucs were displaced. They had to move down to Miami,
0: move back to play football. I mean, it's good to spend time with the families, things like that, and the way they made that, it work. But it was sure. still still a problem, I think. Okay, starters on the Falcons. Who can you put
2: in that lineup? You're not starting anybody.
1: Yeah, either. sure. You're starting Drake to London, and that's it. You're gonna well, start
0: Drake London. Eh. You're starting Derek London, even yes. though that quarterback. Well, the quarterback has to throw to someone. Everyone yeah. says that. Uh, the um, okay, so you're you're really
2: expecting a Bucks blowout
1: here. Ben. I am actually. Yes, yes, Justin, yes, are you falling I, in line? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Bucks are winless at home.
2: Yeah, they've got to have this, and it's going to be convincing. Okay, another, another no divorce
1: here, though. We, we don't got to worry about a divorce
2: i don't think it affects
0: in fact, okay. she's you know you just you're trying to look for clients
2: for your
1: wife or something. she doesn't yeah. didn't practice family she does ago. not go to family you long. know i don't, I don't that that would so be our, our good friend stacy Perez. Down yeah, Stacy. that would be a nice client for stacy yeah, yeah, yeah that, that would that would be i you know let's do talk about that kind of stuff
0: Fetch, come on you know there he has a divorce in pittsburgh uh, there is a new quarterback in town. He's yet to throw an incompletion. Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, Adam Krautwurst, I thought somebody had hijacked his Facebook social media page. He complains about Devin Singletary being, not really being a number one running back for the Bills. I think Singletary has had a, a stellar year, and I see a lot of improvement from him. Uh, Singletary would be one of the Bills I would want to roster, especially where you could have got him in the draft. And he'd be a guy that I have in my lineup. Justin, you go first this time. Your opinion on Devin Singletary, how much do you have? Him? I have zero. Yeah,
2: zero. Yeah, zero Singletary. And, and I'm not disappointed with that either. That's Traditionally, uh, for this current version of the, the Bills' offense, the, the running game's not been their strength. Uh, and I think they're leaning on Singletary more than they would necessarily want to mm-hmm. uh, The the uh, Book has not come along the uh, way they want. Uh, uh, they, but he he is doing uh, impressive work with what they're giving. And yeah. I don't know if it's going to hold up. It's Im- impressive fantasy work. Fetch uh,
0: Steelers. Does the change at quarterback mean that Najee Harris will once again, catch some balls. This is what is confusing me about this team. There's a lot of things that trouble me about this team, but this is the thing that confuses me. How does this running back not catch balls in this
1: offense? Trubisky's uh, strength is not uh, accuracy. Uh, Throwing (laughs) down lower to your check downs and everything else, you need not only for the catch, but also the yards after catch. You need that accuracy. Yeah, but he's getting donuts in the
0: passing game. Will it change? Trubisky's gone now. Is it going to change?
1: I don't know. I This is an odd time. To change. I know they changed it in the middle of the, the week, so you kind of have to. Who would want to change quarterbacks the week of the Buffalo game? I think this is kind of throwing Kenny yeah, yeah. Pickett into a tough situation. I think the real winner, you want to know what's going to change. George Pickens looks like he really has a connection with yeah, this guy, yeah. and that could be the guy that really steps up because – uh, Claypool not had the season that we would hope he would have. Mm-hmm. Johnson, not great either. Somebody needs to step up and make place for this uh, rookie quarterback, and I think it's going to be George Pickens.
0: I would love to see these receivers run a route, create separation, and get open. Downfield. Downfield in the middle of the field where friarmouth is doing some of that. It's a situation where every play goes to the boundary. Every play – is a is beat the defender make a physical catch high point the ball and bring it down catch it I I don't I don't understand a, a lot of song. the
1: fans in Pittsburgh are very frustrated with yeah. this offense it's coordinator and the yeah. play calling I will bring a game note on this Mark Andrews bad game against this Buffalo defense mm-hmm. Buffalo's been really good against the tight end if you have a better option if you have multiple tight ends and you can set Fryermuth, I would do it this week.
0: You know, the Bills were trying to take away that as the number one featured weapon. They've done it against the the other tight ends. And, and I just, I don't know as if, I, I don't, what I see in this game is the Bills getting way ahead and then laying back and letting them have what's underneath. And Fryermuth doing uh, third and fourth quarter work, it would be very valuable uh, for FFPC players volume of catches means something here, but I understand what you're saying, Fitz. I just, I think this is the next blowout, uh, on the board. Um, although the Steelers may surprise in being able to execute their version of the offense. We go to the bills. It's, it's a game where I could actually, uh, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter, see Allen on the bench and, and, you know, another quarterback, uh, In the game, Justin, anything to add about a player that you uh, might be playing here that that would be a head scratcher is McKenzie, a player that that could, uh, I think he might be a little beat up. I know Crowder is, uh, and just all your regular players are starting here. Fetch, you uh, um, can chime in here as well. Same question, but
2: uh, I've taken Claypool out of almost all my lineups. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, uh, DeAndre Johnson, at least in the portion of the game that uh, Pickett was in, was still receiving targets, Mm -hmm. a healthy amount of targets, but they were not converting them to completions. We'll see what happens this week. But, I mean, it's the number one passing defense. The Steelers are going to get killed. feel bad for Kenny Pickett going into this game. We'll see what he's able to pull out. I mean, anything is going to be kind of impressive against this defense. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it affects Najee Harris. I mean, the quarterback had two rushing touchdowns last week. If you're Najee Harris owner, you don't want to see that. Yeah. Uh, because the points at that if, that spot, good. if that's not a Good for the Steelers,
0: by. not necessarily good for fantasy players Yeah. Najee Harris. Okay. Uh let's do one more before we take a break. Let's go to the um, Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Now, this game i I was talking to someone earlier today, and I said, you know we we appreciate Brian Brom, his locality here in Louisville and what he did as a quarterback. one of the most popular quarterbacks I've ever played. We were in all of Lamar Jackson and the skills, and then you know it it and we watched him grow in this offense, but there is no player. I've been around football a long, long time. You don't see too many players. That are universally as loved as Teddy Bridgewater is. He is absolutely loved, and that is continued. It's continued in his professional career at Minnesota. There's a stop in Denver, I do believe, fetching now in Miami. I had a brief spot in the at the Jets. Yes, I'm forgetting about
2: that. It was at the. Well, we can't call this
0: a revenge game, you know. <laughs> but you know. Uh, I think this team goes to New York. I think they play very, very well for Teddy. I think they rally around him, and I think defensively the Dolphins give the Jets fits. What surprised me, first of all, in this game was the reemergence of Corey Davis, and I forgot how Corey Davis and Wilson always seem to have a connection. Fetch, which Jets are getting on the field this weekend? Particularly, talk
1: to us about running back Bruce Hall. Late touchdown, very important uh, last week. That almost was a fumble. Uh, you got to play him. The Jets seem to be one of these teams, though, that get all their money in the fourth quarter. I mean, whether it be Flacco or Zach Wilson, they seem to, if you let them hang around, they may make a run in that fourth quarter. And as a fantasy owner of a Corey Davis or Garrett, well, that's when you're hoping that, that stuff comes. I don't think you can guarantee it, though especially against a good team like Miami. And I think the real play in this game is, yes, your favorite, Farrell, must start, Raheem Mostert, backup quarterback, what are you going to do? They're going to try to get this running game going, and I think Mostert has a big game.
0: And, you know, it's good to get a running game going because you look at the standouts on defense, and, you know, Sauce Gardner is beginning to play very, very well there. And Justin, uh, Dolphins or Jets? that you're in business with, and that you're counting on to deliver wins for your I move you move teams. Obviously,
2: Brees Hall on, on the Jets side. I think uh, Tyler Conklin mm-hmm. is uh, a good start if you need someone at the position. Uh, I think uh, I'm still waiting on uh, that breakout Elijah Moore game. Yes, and I think it uh, it's, it's coming. I don't know if it's this week or it's, not, but it's he's
0: coming. And but we're in week five, and if you you're, we continue to wait on that, you're you're continuing to risk mm-hmm.
2: your opportunity.
0: to, But I think that too. floor is
2: pretty high, too. Like, I think you're going to get 10 points out of Elijah Moore. We haven't, or yet. Not. We haven't yet. So I, I think that's a, a good one. I, I Unless I'm really hurting, I'm probably going to sit on Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same with Corey Which Davis. Which Wilson? You're talking Gary about Wilson. Gary Wilson. Okay. Uh, um, but, yeah, I could see somebody flexing Corey Davis. Bet you I bet I noticed there
0: was a big commentary about how oh. I'm not going to draft Waddle because uh, Tyreek's going to get it all. Uh, there, were, there are three and six in receiving yardage of, of NFL wide receivers. Guys, let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the KFFSC and review the remainder of games on week five. The second half of the KFFSC podcast moves on into early Saturday morning, surrounded by fancy football royalty from the KFFSC. When I move, you move. Justin McCord and the Trophy Husband, Mister Robbie Fetcher. Fetch, how how high are you in the main event? What's your top team?
1: I finished at the week uh, in the
0: week four and twenty second, twenty second place. You know, I, I got. I want to give you a little props for that, Fetch. It's very important. Out of six hundred and seventy two teams. That you keep your designation as an expert and and flirt with the top 20 soon with the top 10 if you look at our top four teams after thursday night's games you'll see some of your most beloved competitors in jim cole and fbi there you know it's uh uh, people that just love the fetch uh and and it's uh i i don't know why there's such animus against the fetch because you know you are such a beloved individual and, uh, you know, I, I think I think there's people that call in and uh, want to talk about how much they like you. They just they just don't get through. I'm just not picking up their phone calls. Um, you know, it, it sure is a lot of fun this year. as You begin to uh, as you begin to take in um, your, your teams come together. You know where you have to make the work. You know where you have to keep. Um, having the ball bounce your way and where to take the risk to get a big upside play—it sure makes it a lot of fun. I'll remind everybody that about thirty percent of our league is going to make the playoffs through automatic bids and through our wild card system. So you know, you if you if you struggled early, but you feel you had a, as Justin will say many times, a unique build or a team that uh, is just beginning to come together. Even though um, you may be buried into the second half of your uh, the second half of your divisional standings, it doesn't mean that overall, if you're still scoring points, that you can make a move. And that's that's some of the things that I love to see. And we've had we've had a number of champions um, come uh, uh, pick up the big trophy and the big check at the KFFFC who entered uh, the uh, the main event playoffs with a wild card team. So, it's, uh, good luck to everyone as we keep as we keep moving through week five and on our way to 11, 12, and 13, the important weeks of the KFFSC. Uh, week 11, best record and most points, gets award money, and more importantly, wins their automatic bid to the championship. Weeks 12 and 13 are divisional playoffs, and everybody plays. That's what we got to remember. You play unopposed in Week 12 and 13 if you're not part of the divisional playoffs as you look to build one of those wildcard teams. You guys remember meeting a fellow by the name of Chuck Root while he was here this year. He showed up with his dad uh, from up in New York, and uh, Chuck uh, gave me a heads-up today that he was one of the first players to sign up for the um, uh, Super Bowl weekend uh, drafts and viewing party. Going to be making the trip down here, uh, guys. There's two auctions on uh, on tap for that weekend, so I'll let you guys fight it out as to, <laughs> as to who's who's running the auction. Okay, let's get back and and talk a little bit about uh, bears and Vikings. Bears and Vikings. I guess the biggest thing I can say about the bears is Darnell Mooney actually it ran under a ball and caught it. God bless him. The best thing I can say about the Vikings is. Uh, is they really look strange playing over there? They really look like they, they really look like a confused team playing over there in London. Uh, Fetch, I'll let you take the first one, Justin will follow up with the second one. You can beat on the Bears or scratch your head on the Vikings. Who's coming out of this game? you know, because Fetch, you and I have talked about it before that after. London experience is always a strange vibe.
1: It, well, it's weird, and you know, Kirk Cousin didn't know if he was supposed to play good or bad because it was a nine thirty a.m. start here, but it was prime time, probably. Oh, sorry, I see what you say. So. Prime time is bad for. <laughs> Kirk. But I think he's back to that normal uh, Saturday afternoon game. I think he comes back and has a a really good game. Justin Jefferson got back right last week against that Saints team, even though he had a tough. Uh, matchup against Lattimore, Mm -hmm. you know, NFC North battle. We talk about the weather. It's 38 degrees, I think, right now in Appleton, Wisconsin. Another favorite segment of mine that we passed along. Oh, you don't have the weather. (laughs) Weather affected us last week everywhere except London, I think. But, uh, no, I think the the, the Vikings get right. I think Thielen, Thielen right now, I think he's – Really looking to him in the red zone, I think Thielen gets a touchdown this week. Anybody has Adam Thielen in their lineup, they're debating a flex spot for him or not, go ahead and put him in. Thielen looked
0: a little beat up at the end of that game last week. Okay, now here's the running back situation, Justin. I think that in some of your teams, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're in business with David Montgomery, but I'm not sure. But I'd like your opinion on Montgomery. Now that he is may well be coming back, and we've added a, a look at the running back Herbert. Uh, what what do you what do you
2: think's gonna happen here with Montgomery? Uh look, I think it's probably a 50-50 split with mm. Herbert mm-hmm. uh at best because I don't think they're gonna throw him into it coming after an injury and Herbert's performed relatively well mm-hmm. uh, for this Yeah, offense. I was impressed. So I that's that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I I I'm starting Herbert more than I'm starting Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And sounds like you're it's a little sort of bit warm, game. Justin. You're I what just, what I mean, it's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, no one's talking about cold commit and for good reason. Uh, but at the Vikings tight end, Irv Smith, I saw where one of our KFLSC players, actually sent this player out on waivers as well. Um, Dalvin Cook, Fetch, thoughts? Commentary. Where you took him, I mean, I,
1: the X. It doesn't really matter. You t- took him in the first round. You got to play him. Yeah. Mattson continues to get part of the share. Got the touchdown last week early on that uh, screen pass. Mm-hmm. Just cuts into his workload, but you got to play him. I think he has a decent game, anywhere from thirteen to seventeen fantasy points. The Titans move to Commanders. The Titans who won't who
0: who basically refused to score in the second half. It, was a, it was a very curious team to me. Uh, I know that I pushed you guys around all summer long when we, we talked about Derrick Henry, because, you know, I'm, I'm a big Henry guy. they yeah, had coming off another top Henry game, and you would expect him to do well against the commanders. I noticed the players coming back off injured, Uh, the injury list to the Titans. It's not not big for the fantasy world, but it's big for the offense of the Titans. That's the guy Phillips that seems to have some sort of uh, rapport um, with Tannehill. On the commander's side, you're tempted to start all these guys. Carson Wentz started the season scoring 30 fantasy points a game. That has subsided. So we talked about this on Balky's show tonight high-stakes fantasy football, hour, and I'm I'm interested in your opinions because Fetch, your Colts, last time they played the Titans, put up 11 uh, receptions to the tight end position. Commanders have Logan Thomas, who's coming off one of his better games in the last couple years, while he's still standing on two feet. There's also a tight end, a kid out of Boise. I forget his name, Joe something or another. (coughs) Big kids, six foot six, 250. It's, it's got some soft hands. He doesn't have a lot of speed, but he gets open. I'm, I'm just curious um, what you think about the tight end situation against these tight
1: I don't know how much you want to take that into account. That was a different game for the Colts. They had some guys hurt, so they were playing a ton of tight ends. Um, tight end is a strong position with um, Mo Alley, Jelani Williams. We know who they are. So, so I, I don't think – I think that was more of an anomaly. I think the bigger thing to look at here with the rookie Dotson hurt, I think maybe Terry or scary Terry McLaurin finally mm-hmm. gets going. I think that's the guy I want to look at who has a bigger game, 18 to 22 points uh, in the PPR leagues. And I think that's – what I'd like to see Carson to look at. And I think that's what he'll do. The Titans um, defense,
0: uh, what does it mean to you? Do you think they move Wentz off that spot that he likes to throw from? Do you think they're successful in defending the pass? Or do you think Jahan Dawson is actually going to run unfettered through this secondary. He's hurt. A little so he same. will not.
1: He, he will not. He's not playing this week. That's my point.
0: That's oh, you I made mean. a point in that? Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. yeah McCall, a point, we'll point we'll get it? more. We'll get Johnson's more. Johnson's not playing at all this week. No. When did he go down?
1: He got hurt during the game last week. And oh, are you sure down.
0: he's been completely real well, down? He's out with the hamstring. Oh be damn so who
1: do actually know? So, knows so okay. I well, did you research you know it
0: my... but you've got to represent it verbally. So
1: did that, I not say I God. did
0: not understand <laughs> any of that hodgepodge of words. So who's gonna step up? Are you talking about scary Terry as is, is being a step up player? Yeah. yeah. I, I,
1: it's not that he's gonna step up. There's gonna be more targets outside, which is where Dotson has also okay. got targets. Okay.
0: Well, you know, I I really miss Dotson thing. You know, because well, uh, I, I really, I really do miss that. Boy, I was really getting excited about seeing Dawson play. <laughs> I got to go get him out of my lineup. Thanks for that update, Fetch. Hey, Fetch, I got an update for you. You should have drafted Geno Smith. Why didn't you? He goes to New Orleans this weekend. Camara, I know this. He's back for the Saints. Uh, Geno brings his show to New Orleans. Does, does the road show work for Geno? And what are you expecting uh, from Kamara as he returns against the Seahawks?
1: In a very contrary way, FPI suggested all uh, drafts in Cincinnati that I draft Geno Smith. Uh-huh. But they were telling me to do it. Uh-huh. Obviously, they could have helped me. Now, again, I think maybe he should have been your waiver wire pickup after yeah, week yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I do not think he'll have as good a game. This is a very good defense in New Orleans. Uh, who plays uh, tough? Uh, you just want it's not the same as playing uh, Detroit Lions defense. So, okay, well I, we we we
0: saw what D, we saw what DK Metcalf uh, is done with the previous quarterback in New Orleans and in in, or in uh, Seattle, and we watched a situation. And, and I think you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but when we got to Las Vegas, I know that Metcalf was sliding down that board. And uh, I thought, man, was, what a what a bargain! And Geno Smith, uh, we we didn't have anything to worry about spending that money and spending that draft position on Metcalf. Uh, Justin, are you are you seeing this pattern to continue? Uh, do you really see an upside for Metcalf in these games? And um, if you if you're buying into Geno. Can you also buy in to Will Disley, a tight end who in the first four games of the year has three touchdowns. He scored
2: in three of the first four games. Disley's kind of done this before, Mm -hmm. prior to his injury. Uh, you got to be careful with guys that that get a lot of their points from touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Dawson Knox had a year of it uh, where, where he was able to keep it up. There's no reason to think that Disley can't keep it up. I don't know that I see this offense getting uh, better as the year goes on. I mean, Geno Smith doesn't have a lot of starts under his belt, but he's a veteran quarterback mm-hmm. who has backed up some of the best quarterbacks in recent memory in this league. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was behind Eli Manning. He was behind Phillip Rivers. He was behind, you know, Russell yeah. Wilson. He's just he, – he, we're, you know, he's he's not some young guy going to get better. He's he's playing well because yeah. he's a good player. So no, I don't I don't see this offense getting better as the year goes on or anything. But I, I think uh, they're doing better than I thought they would in the, in the yeah. passing and game. You're cashing in. You're cashing in good situations, especially
1: fetch with Rashad Penny. How much Penny you got? I uh, do not have much Penny. I do have him in uh, my my Super Bowl league. Oh football. yeah. The ones that I was able to draft early last year, since he was uh, such a big hit late in the season. But as Kenny Walker, we we all have to assume at some point Kenny Walker is going to get a little more share Mm. um, as they want to give the rookie a chance. But uh, had a great game last week. But again, this is not a great. Take a drink. uh, This is not a great matchup this week against the Saints. Not a great matchup. You,
0: You really, you really love this Saints team. Who's going to start a quarterback for him? Is Jameis Anderson? No, it's a stolen No, no, it's Red is Rifle. You, mean, red you texted rifle me is
1: that Red Rifle are, looked good last Are
0: we going to ever get Jameis back?
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: I, I'm anxious for it. You know, I, I, I know that the Carolina Panthers uh, fan base, after what they're seeing of their new quarterback, they have to be very, very excited after watching the San Francisco 49ers and their defense Absolutely wrap up and envelop the Los Angeles Rams. Now the Niners hit the road to come to the Panthers. I think the bust of this draft is none other than DJ Moore. I'm proud to say that I never drafted him. I never thought of drafting him. I never considered drafting him all because of the value at quarterback of of what was he was being teamed with. Now uh this isn't going to change this weekend, I don't think. And I don't really, I I think with this defense that even McCaffrey uh, becomes a, he's not an iffy start. You must start him, but you have to really, really, if you can get a Melvin Gordon type performance out of McCaffrey against the Niners this weekend, I think you should count your blessings. So let's focus the ball over to the Niners. Uh, We talked about Wilson last week. Fetch, you were right, Fetch. About a lot of things last week, but you, in bad manners, I must add, Justin, mm-hmm. you interrupted me and told me that Jeff Wilson could not be a bell cow uh, back because of Cornerell Patterson, uh, Patterson, because of Debo Samuels' activity in the backfield as a rusher. Fetch, how many times did Debo run the ball last week? Seven. Two. Okay. So, and Wilson. <laughs> how many was, of
1: those were in the red zone? Uh, they did uh, the, uh,
0: so, what, am I, what we're pointing out, uh, expecting another big game from Wilson Fitch.
1: As long as he can stay healthy, yeah.
0: Well, that, you could say that about any player. Well, Thanks no, the San Francisco
1: running backs you, have a special. Oh, you, you,
0: you've got the snake in the pocket. You know, J.R. Fenton is a believer in that, who, the, the snake in the pocket. Um, the Justin, uh, Niners, uh, there, there's a lot of talk in the FFPC about um, – Putting the tight end Kittle on the bench.
2: Uh, your thoughts about that? No, I wouldn't put him on the bench. Okay. He's not. He's not underperformed at the Kyle Pitts level yet. Uh, but gotta have a pretty strong option to do, <laughs> do, do,
0: You know, behind yeah. him, you, you to do that. It, Am yeah. I fetch? You know, I've never been a Kurt. Uh, Cur- I've ne- I've never been a Baker Mayfield fan. Am I wrong to diss these Panthers to the part that I wouldn't consider a start
1: of any of them? You cannot start any of these receivers right now. Um, Their best hope, late in the game last week, McCaffrey got going in the passing game. That's where he got most Mm -hmm. of his points from. But you talk about where these Carolina fans are going to be upset. They're going to be upset with Matt Rule and this GM. When they see the quarterback they should have traded for in Jimmy Garoppolo... Mm -hmm moving up and down the field. And I think you're okay with Kittle. Just remember, I mean, he was what half a foot from a making an amazing touchdown catch. They're going to look to him more in the red zone. He'll get those touchdowns. He'll have his games coming, uh, coming soon. Here's a compelling matchup guys, Philadelphia Eagles, Arizona Cardinals,
0: two quarterbacks that we feel that at times have similar traits, but I think that, um, that's only uh, a Fugazi at first glance. Uh, Hertz is making leaps and bounds, advancing to be the leader that a lot of people thought he could be and bringing uh, a team that is really rallying around him, both in the running game, both in the passing game. Defensively, the Eagles have not only one, but two shutdown corners. Uh, I see a long day. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I'm not in business with much of the Cardinals, with the exception of Zach Ertz, and so far so good. Yeah, you know, it, if you were in the FFPC drafting and you waited on tight end and they started rolling away the tight the tight ends that were going around Ertz, I didn't like it all. And I said, "Oh man, I got to go get Ertz and get him on this team. I'm going to keep him in my lineup." Fetch, what other Cardinals should you keep in your?
1: You know, obviously, if Hollywood's going, you're playing him. But, man, that's the real problem. The difference between Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts is they have went out and really helped Jalen Hurts with the uh, drafting of Devontae Smith last year and signing of A.J. Brown. Yes. They went out and got Hollywood Brown for for Murray, but Hopkins goes on Mm. the uh, suspension list. So, and really, we cannot judge Murray until Week Seven, and he gets his full compliments of guys back. Because right yeah. now, he's just he's behind the eight ball with the the weapons that he has. You had. know,
2: Rondell Moore has not been available. You mentioned the Hopkins suspension. This this offense could look a lot different. It could, and I just
0: I I question the quarterback play of Murray, um, and uh, but I don't question the quarterback play of Hurts. And I really don't question this Eagles defense. I uh, I, I wish I had more Eagles. And uh, I think there were bargains at where I got the players in the draft, I don't think, I certainly don't think I overpaid for any of them. And they, they would fall to me. And I, I feel very fortunate to have them. Bet you want to talk anything about uh, the backfield there. Well, that, I think that's what really, that's really, everybody knows you're going to start these receivers. Everybody knows you're going to start Goddard. You're going to start Hurts. Is Miles Sanders now at every week start?
1: He definitely is. I mean, mm-hmm. I was going to ask Justin this question. I, Justin's big on regression and everything else. And obviously, Sanders has the opposite of regression, as he mm-hmm. had zero touchdowns last well, that, year. No, it is regression.
2: It's uh, the positive regression. It, 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 and we see seen the opposite with James Conner. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of what people expected last year out of Conner and what people expected last year out of Sanders.
1: Right. Yeah. But an interesting, uh, they finally uh, made Boston Scott inactive, so that's one less guy that he kind of has to compete with. They did make Trace Sermon, and they got him a carry-in, but I I see them utilizing Sanders more and more, whereas last year they were finding ways to get other people the ball in the running game. So that's a bright spot for Sanders going forward. Guy's a bright spot of watching any of these
0: games, these primetime games, um, and, and I love, I absolutely love seven hours of uninterrupted, commercial-free football from the Red Zone. It's entertaining. It's great for fantasy football. But until the bye week start, when some of the content slows down a little bit, there's a lot of games there to cover. And if you're not watching games, so we get an extra primetime game with Sunday morning. We've got Sunday night. We've got Monday night. We've got some great primetime lineups coming where you can watch the game and watch Red Zone. But I'd advise everybody to go back and watch as much as they can of the cutups of these games, the shortened games, where they can get a feel of the games because you have a defense that is playing at a level – that haven't seen in a lot of years, and they seem like they get better every week. What's important for the KFFSC is they're giving up less points every week, and uh, that is the Dallas Cowboys. So the schedule makers first get the Rams playing against the 49ers. Now they run into this juggernaut of a defense with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Fetch, would you bench Matthew Stafford? I do have him, and he's not been starting for me in the first place. He's been benched already. But if yeah. Stafford was your if, – if you waited on quarterback and you had Stafford and Lawrence, I think you're going to play Lawrence. If right. you had, if you have Stafford and Justin, what's well, enough? Stafford and Rodgers, would you play Rodgers? Uh, Stafford and Cousins, would you play Cousins? I have a hard time wondering where I'm going to get Stafford in the lineup. And I also think about the backs – Against Dallas because that's that's an interesting situation of what you want to do there, and you know Cup and Higby, those are your starts. Oh, and it's it. not good football, but it sure is good for fantasy football if that's where Stafford's going to put the ball. Justin, do you, you want to say anything else about another Ram? No, Except your no favorite one. kicker. You want yeah, you want to talk have. about your kicker out at the Rams? Because
2: I know. don't have favorite kicker.
0: Yeah, you do. You do have not. you Matt Gay's on every team you ever. He's, had. Yeah, no, he's on he's every not. damn team you ever. But uh, yeah, no, you're only starting Cup and maybe Higby. All right, maybe okay. Higby? Yeah, I yeah, know. I think you got Higby looks good. You know, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Higby fan, but I think Higby looks good on the Cowboys side, guys. Let's talk about this tight end. Uh, do you run him out there after he just gave you a goose egg this week, or do you wait for Dak to return?
1: In a game like this, yeah, I wait I wait for him to return if you have any options. Uh, Dalton
0: Schultz, keep him on Keep him on the bench. Not,
1: not only team. because of how well the defense is playing, but the quarterback's not taking any chances. They're mm. trying to win games 13 to 10. And we also noticed this Pollard who got us, what, two, three points last
0: yeah, week. Yeah, he's still running through Zeke. Do you start Zeke in this game?
1: Probably you, you yes. look for that 13, 15
0: point game and you, you start Zeke and I, I'm with you. And this is the kind of team that it, it, you don't really think that Pollard would be a good start for. It's just that uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Here's a game that makes sense offensively guys. And we'll finish up with this one tonight. We saved the local game for last the Bengals and the Ravens Uh Fetch, you, you and I have consistently disagreed about Boyd, uh, Cincinnati wide receiver Boyd. Um, I I have come to your sense of thinking. I, I think what happens with me is every time I become a Boyd fan, uh, is, is as I watch him in these big games and he has these big performances, I looked up what he did against the Ravens last year. Three catches, 85 yards and a touchdown. I probably watched that game and I thought, oh, you know, you got to love that boy. You yeah. know, And that's how he ends up on my team. But he rarely ends up in my lineup because he's catching three balls. He averages three balls a game. And then we get to the playoffs and he's in the red zone and he's, you know, he's, he's doing great there. Um, that's the player that I have the question mark <laughs> about. Because now they play the Ravens with the worst passing defenses in the NFL. I think the tight end success is incidental in this offense. So is there enough to get Boyd in
1: your lineup in this matchup? Boyd is going to start for me in most leagues this week. Um, Unless I have four great wide receivers who are not hurt, which very seldom I do, he is going to be in there um, because I think against this defense who gives up so many passing yards, especially in second halves, um, there's enough to go around. Joe Burrow threw for a ton of yards against this team last year. Well, you like got over 802 games, I think. So. T. Wow. Higgins and Hayden Hurst are both questionable with
2: injuries. Both will play, but, you know, you can see yeah. you know,
1: directing more to.
2: You
0: can see some them. things happening. Also, I think already ruled out is Rashad Bateman on yes, the other side right. with Baltimore. So let's focus on Devin DuVernay, who I think does more with less opportunity than a lot of receivers around the league. Um, Justin, you have uh long time been a Lamar fan. I don't mm-hmm. know how often you've grasped him this year. Um, I, I really like this DuVernay player. Uh, now with Bateman, uh, on the skids and what's going on with the Baltimore defense, I really do love the idea of trying to get Duvernay in my lineups. Uh, Have you done anything with this player? No, I don't have them
2: rostered anymore.
0: You you might want to go look at that free agency, you know, Saturday night. Uh, That's that's all I'm saying. Plus you get the advantage if he's the punt returner, and he's already busted one for the year. Any Raven you particularly
1: like to get in the lineup? Uh, for me, it's not even that I want to get him in the lineup, it's just great to see JK Dobbins now a viable oh, player. They're always, always so talking good. about that Dobbins.
0: They're always talking about
1: that Dobbins. He didn't do much for you last week,
0: did he? Did he? He didn't do much for you last week, did he? No. No,
1: okay. No, but he's a he's a he's a good start. A good start. We, we talked about earlier about Worrying about Devin Singleton, those numbers of he's an R B two. And if you just have a viable RT RB two that you're gonna start that you know that's not gonna give you five or less right now is is a you know
0: just illuminating
1: thing. illuminating the rules difference, you know, Baltimore Ravens
0: because of their special teams, especially and because they do make plays on defense, despite the fact they give up so many yards. Uh, they're playing the FFPC. You don't dare play them in the KFFPC. You and not KFPC. KFPC, no, KFPC. No, Well, you don't dare uh, have a great deal of hope if you look at your schedule, click on live scoring, and see that your opponent is the Trophy Husband, or when I move, you move. But if the if it is that situation, put your best lineup in and hope for your best. We're gonna have. Big, big scores this weekend in the KFFSC. I think we'll have a lot of teams with over 200 points a game, uh, and and we're going to see some movement in those standings. So, uh, Justin McCord and Robbie Fetcher, we appreciate you joining us tonight, and we appreciate uh, the late hour and all the great analysis, and we'll go forward. I hope you guys get big wins across the board this weekend. Sign up for your teams. <laughs>